foul. Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, Bosch. Back out to Allen. History title. Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Hello and welcome back to the Inside NBA Show. Mondays will be coming in clutch. A weekly show previewing and reviewing the games ahead and behind every week. I suppose that's what weekly means. Um... As always, Ta-da. we are brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute News said, and FantasyScores.com. I'm the Supercoach Matrix, and I'm here today with the man, Mickey Dell, the big horse himself. Mate, how are you? Brother, going well, mate. Looking forward to this. It's been a little while, you know, NRL's finished, AFL's finished, and finally basketball season is one sleep away. Yeah, I've been in my basketball groove. Uh, we've been doing a bit with the NBL, which is the Australian League for our American viewers. Um, but yeah, I, it's just good to be, uh, I suppose, talking about the this top tier level again. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We've uh, we've covered a lot of preseason stuff, players, you know, schemes, what teams are doing. But now it's it's go time, isn't it? We've got one more sleep and then we kick off with a double header, which, well, both games are going to be very interesting right from the start. Yeah, everybody's mocks are done. Uh, we've done like nearly 70 NBA shows, so shout out to everybody that's put in the work there. Mm. Um, look, again, the show is here because of the sponsors, so I'll um, I'll have a chat about fantasy scores, uh, which helps you level up your fantasy comps, giving you some advanced analytics you need to punt some categories, assess player value, and find the right sleepers. Um it has a little, I suppose, trade finder. So we're going to have a chat about some teams, some guys that aren't owned in all leagues. So fantasy scores will help you find that and help you find guys that are going to help you in your league. Um, and you can get five US dollars off by using the code Insight. Fantasy scores have been pretty good, hey mate. Oh, they've been awesome. And five US dollars in Australia is like a million dollars. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, a lot of Fiji yeah. dollars too, where I'll be next week. So I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, so. Delicious. Um, on coming in clutch, we'll ordinarily preview the games ahead and review the games past. Um, of course, being the first episode, there hasn't been any games. Uh, we might have a little bit of a chat about the preseason and uh, and mm-hmm. some guys that we're finding uh, we're excited to watch. Uh, we're going to cover some breaking news and the implications of that. Uh, we're going to go through some of the most traded in on Yahoo and ESPN, and we're going to reiterate some of the three-game schedules of this week. On yesterday's show, we did cover it a little bit more in depth, but this will be a daily show. It'll be short and sweet for your drive to work. Um, Let's head into some breaking news, mate. Memphis Grizzlies Mm. center Stephen Adams will undergo uh, season-ending surgery on his right knee after a non-operative rehabilitation did not resolve his ongoing knee instability, which kept him out last year. The team has announced Adams is expected to make a full recovery ahead of next season. Uh, The Grizzlies PR team come out and have said that. Mate, not very good for our our Kiwi brother over there from across the uh, Tasman. 
But yep. who's this relevant for for fantasy? Yeah, best of luck to Stephen Adams, the man from across the ditch. Hopefully you make a full recovery, mate. We do like watching you. But to start the season, Memphis, without Adams, without Jar, that's that's a big hole to fill. We expect uh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. to just light it up inside again. He was awesome, especially defensively, averaging you know two, two and a half steals and blocks per game. But this is especially relevant. Jaron Jackson Jr. would have been drafted in second, in some cases, first round in your drafts that have been and gone. But two that do come to mind straight away, Stanti Aldama, a bit of a stretch big, plays a bit of an inside-outside game for Memphis. You're a Memphis man, so you can speak more to these guys. And someone I think that it'll benefit even greater is Xavier Tillman, a shorter center, but he loves it rough and tough inside. Talk us through those two, Matty. Mate, I love Senny Aldama. Um, everybody was high on him last year. I see him drafted in about the 130s last year. He went undrafted in a lot of uh, uh, drafts this year because the rotation sort of with Adams coming in, he was one of those guys that were popping out. I think X had that sort of backup center role sort of sewed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if they play... It could be good for either of these guys. If they play Jaron Jackson Jr. at the center, I see Sani Aldama getting the, I suppose, the nod sure. and the minutes and a bit more of a ball handler, a little bit more of a, I suppose, a better shooter than X. Uh, but if they're looking for that inside presence and to keep Jaron Jackson Jr. at the power forward spot, um, I think X is going to benefit. I think they're both going to get their own. They both get a bump for me. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's, it'll be good to watch. Uh, Minutes-wise, what do you think they'll average? If we've got Santi Aldama starting at the power four, do you think there could be 28 minutes a night for him? I think more 26. I think X will still get his because Jaron Jackson Jr. will go to both. But I think Santi Aldama might be a little bit more fantasy relevant still, even if he gets a few minutes less than X. Gotcha. I think the one we're sort of forgetting is Zaire Williams. Uh, We saw him play Mm. really well in the preseason. This big, lengthy... Probably a small forward, power forward, realistically. Probably a bit more upside than Sani Eldama. I think we've seen what we're going to get from Sani Eldama. Think, um, for our Aussie viewers, think Joe Ingles when you look at Sani Eldama. But Zaire Williams sort of has that upside, that athleticism. That he's I, athletic, yeah. Yeah, and he's still so young. I mm. just think maybe he's a little bit of a sleeper to put in your watch list. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Mate, we've covered some breaking news. There wasn't too much. We did a show yesterday. We are a daily fantasy show, so not too much to cover. Um, But let's go through some of the most traded in and traded out on Yahoo and ESPN. So first I'm going to duck in, have a look at the transaction trends. And to be expected, Sani Aldama's right up there at the top. Um, He started, you know... Now he's 15% rostered, um, almost 2,000 people added him, and that is the biggest addition by far this year. Um, we both think that it's a good idea. I've seen you do it in one of our leagues. Um, yeah, really 100%. good ad there. Um, Stephen yep. Adams is the most drop player to be expected. We probably don't need to cover that mm-hmm. too much. No. But in Yahoo, Christian Wood... Now, Lakers have three games this week. Christian Wood has been 
added a lot. Um, he's 57% rostered now, and over 600 people have added him. What do you um? What do you take of Christian Wood at the Lakers? I don't like it. I really don't. I see perhaps a better Winyan Gabriel from last year. Like he does have the ability to stretch the floor, but defensively he's horrible. So I think he's still capped at that 20 minutes a night. And for those of you that think he's going to play 25, 26 minutes, I think you're kidding yourself. He's not there with this team yet. I think he has been a fantasy. He's been a gun. Previously, yes. Yeah, so I suppose if, like we talk in some of our other fantasy formats, you're chasing chasing last week's points. You're probably chasing Mm -hmm. last three years points uh, when it comes to Christian Wood. Uh, But you know what? If you've got a roster spot, maybe you had Stephen Adams and you need a center to replace it. I don't hate it. I think that you could probably do worse. You could, yes. But he's he's not the pick of the Lakers ads that I would throw in there, though. Yep. And we'll we'll cover that a little bit later on. Um, I know Mm. that nearly 300 people have added Torian Prince uh, this upcoming week. Um, he'll be starting. Um, yes. Yeah. What do you, what do you take of that? Do you think you could take a flyer? Is this something only in deeper formats? Yeah. Look, if you're looking for threes and steals, which a lot of people look to stream at the back end of your drafts, I think you could definitely do worse. He shot the ball really well in preseason and he has been known to get his one or two steals a game. When he gets game time, he is very good for threes and steals. Yeah. Look, and look, him starting there should be okay. Um, it's only because of it. it should be noted that it's only because Jared Vanderbilt has that uh, heel injury. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, probably starts at more of a small forward. But I think somebody maybe coming off the bench from the Lakers could do a bit more damage with like so many ball dominant people in this Lakers lineup. And as soon as we hear any news with the Lakers, any everybody's adding them. They're always just under a microscope, aren't they? They are, yep. Um, Zaya Williams, um, as I said, should be one to watch. He's only 4% rostered in Yahoo, um, but uh, 310 people have added him. Uh, Isaiah Stewart has been added. Again, could be a little bit of a beneficiary of Stephen Adams going out. You still need a center in your league. I don't actually mind it. He's starting at power forward. Yeah, I, I don't mind it, but that log jam at Detroit with... Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman, Jalen Duran. There's only so many minutes to throw out amongst the big men there. I think what we've seen in the past, though, is James Wiseman just didn't get the minutes. And like some of these other guys, like I know they went out and got him, but Isaiah Stewart has actually been making it rain a little bit in the preseason. I think that he's a guy that you could, you know, uh, and we chatted about it a little bit off air, like adding somebody like if you're punting rebounds or something like that you've went and added someone like PJ Washington. Isaiah Stewart mm-hmm. could be a really, really wish version of PJ Washington. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm probably going to cut off at the next one. Uh, this is about 200 ads today. We're only looking at the ones added today. Uh, Bilal Kulabali mm-hmm. was 225 people have added him to be 14% rostered. Um, what do you make of this? Do you think there's enough minutes there for uh, the East Coast Cooler? Uh, I think there is enough minutes there, but good luck getting the ball out of Jordan Poole's hand. <laughs> he does. Uh, he does have a bit of uh, glue hands, doesn't he? The, there's there's already there's already 
clips getting around of his teammates being frustrated there in Washington, being free on the perimeter and Jordan Poole jacking up shots. So it's a, it's a watch this space for me to see what exactly happens there at Washington and whether Tyus Jones runs as a more ball-dominant point guard over Jordan Poole. If that happens, then Bilal Kulabali, or however you pronounce it, will be more prominent. But if Jordan Poole's handling the rock, I wouldn't go near it. Um, let's head across to ESPN, where they have, I uh, suppose, classically been a little bit slower to update. Uh, but it should be noted, yeah. um, Tyus Jones is up 13% in the last week. Um, he was, you know, 60% owned. Now he's 73% owned. I believe him to be a must-roster player. Uh, we can probably brush over him and into somebody like Shaden Sharp. Um, do you see any yep. upside outside of threes and that for Shaden Sharp? Uh, where do you see his outlook? And is he somebody that you've drafted in leagues? I haven't actually drafted him in any league, but I don't mind him with an uptick in rebounds. I don't think he'll get the assist because you've got Simmons and Henderson there. I think the ball will live in Aiton's hands a little bit too in the post. So points, rebounds, maybe the odd steal, but again, late round flyer. But you could stream him in. Um, Gafford, I think, is somebody that should be rostered. Um, he's up 11% in the, in the last week and um, to 54% owned. Look, I think in most really good competitions, he will be, I suppose, rostered. But it's definitely worth yep. just checking the wave of wire, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Especially with someone like Gafford. Yeah, he's a little bit undersized, but he gets your rebounds. He shoots the ball really well. He's got a really nice field goal percentage. Gets your blocks, get your steals. He'll get you your double double. Um, Naz Reed probably had his best year last year um, with the injuries yeah. to Carl Anthony Towns and that. But Carl Anthony Towns seems to be healthy coming back. I don't yep. see any issues with Rudy Gobert. I don't really understand. Um, him being up 10%. Yeah, no, neither do I. I streamed him in at uh, different times last year and it worked a treat, but this year, not with Cat and Gobert running around healthy at the moment. Um, point guard power forward eligibility is something that is rare in the league, but Ben Simmons has it. Um, up mm-hmm. 9%. Um, look, and we probably get the reports a little bit more. Um, NBA.com, just NBA.com.au. Always has Ben Simmons at the front cover. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, up up 9%. I think that he's must rosterable as well in the right builds. I think he's also a stash player if he doesn't fit your build. Get him, wait for a good game, and try and trade him for somebody more that's fitted your build. Sell him high. Yep. I've actually already picked him up late in my draft and uh, moved him and... Um, and another piece, uh, the center from Brooklyn, actually, um, to get Chet Holgram. So, yeah, already oh, there's, there's been yeah, nice. yeah, already there's been a bit of movement uh, in the pants for some owners, um, excited yep. about Ben Simmons' year ahead. Uh, so, yeah, I've sort of jumped on that early. Got him late in the draft. Didn't fit my build at all. Um, yeah, look excited to get rid of him and could even be a sell yeah. high before the season starts. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, he's still got a little bit to prove, doesn't he? Yep. Uh, Mark Williams, I think that he should be oh. rostered. Um, 100%. Yeah, look, there is like Nick Richards and maybe the um, maybe PJ Washington uh, slides across the center sometimes, but it's Mark Williams' spot to lose, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. I think you'll see Mark Williams plays 28 minutes a night. He's head and shoulders above Nick Richards. There is not going to be any debate there on who the best centre is nor who should be starting. Nick Richards is a wished version of Mark Williams. <laughs> um, look, TJ McConnell's also there in the in the most added list. I struggle to see where the minutes come in. Think of Tyus Jones with no opportunity. Yeah, that's that's a really good comparison. With Andrew Nemhard playing off the bench now, he's going to run the point. You might get a couple of steals, you get a couple of rebounds, some points, but consistency-wise, I just don't see it for TJ. I think they're going to run the ball through Nemhard's hands with the second unit. I might um I might rattle this off with Colin Sexton here. Um, this is over seven days. Um, so people are adding Sexton, maybe thinking that he's going to be the starting point guard. I think he might even be able to do more damage off the bench. Talon Horton Tucker has been named at the starter in game one. I don't mind throwing a dart throw at him, but yeah, I'll probably just give it a miss. Yeah, if you're punting field goal percentage with Sexton or with Alan Horton Tucker, it's more turnovers, isn't it? He can turn the ball over more than, you know, your hotcakes at your local pancake parlor. So, yeah, I don't really like either of them. I'm going to try not to be like super grumpy and rag out players before the season already starts. Um, but if you're, um, if you're punting talent, maybe look at a um, look at a point yeah. from Utah. Yeah, if you're punting wins, you're right. Yeah. Um, most drop players, it's very easy to understand why Kevin Porter Jr. is one of the most drop players. Um, look, Kemba Walker was probably auto-drafted in some leagues there, so we can overlook that. Uh, people are rectifying that situation. Uh, Robert Williams mm-hmm. the third down 8%. Look, I kind of understand it. Um, I'm not sure how his role is going to be there with Aiton there. Aiton's probably the man, but I think he still gets what? 23 minutes a night. 20 minutes. That's all he needs to be productive too. Like we saw it in Boston. That's what it was like. And like he, he is the man for that second unit. I'd think a massive upgrade on Eubanks from last year. I'd hold it on to him if I had him. I don't think that he would be a drop. Let's just not panic before the season. I suppose it's what you do with that spot. If Daniel Gafford is there and you've got, and you've drafted Robert Williams, the third, then yeah, I do kind of understand it. Um, we've got Jonathan Isaac next. Um, Jonathan Isaac is down 7%. Now, he did get some minutes in the preseason. What have you seen from Jonathan Isaac that excites you? Because I see that you've added him in one of our leagues. I saw We've got some technical... Sorry, we had some technical difficulties, so repeat yourself. We'll just edit this video, mate. mate. Um, Jonathan Isaac, I saw health. He was blocking shots. He was stealing the ball. He was playing good defense. And that's exactly what we got out of him three or four years ago when he was a potential top 50 player. He's not going to be a top 50 player this year, but if he breaks into the top 100 and stays healthy, I've just taken a punt on him in a a 20-team league with the last pick. It's Low risk, high reward with Jonathan Isaac. If he stays healthy, he'll be more than more than worth it. Yeah, you might be looking at someone like Luke Kennard or Jonathan Isaac. Where do you see the upside? Love it. 
Miles Bridges. Um, I do understand why he's being dropped, but I just think if you've drafted him, except for the arrest information, what has really changed from the fact that he's going to be out 10 games to we don't know if he's going to be out 10 games? A uh, bit of buyer's regret? Yes. Yeah, if you've gone this far and picked him up, why wouldn't you wait for confirmation as to what's happening instead of dropping him before the season starts and giving someone a free kick on him? At the start, they sort of fucked up a little bit and made him IR eligible. He is now no longer IR eligible in either Yahoo, unless you have IL+, Plus, uh, which you should have known before your draft. And then, you know, option number one is Jar. Option number two is Miles Bridges. But now with COVID being away, I was a big fan of IL+. Plus. But now that COVID's over, look, you don't draft suspended players. No. Um, oh, well, I did draft him, but it was only 10 games. Uh, Plum Dog Millionaire there down 6%. Um, and Bogdan Bogdanovich is down 6%. Um, look, um, let's go through some of the three games in week one because we did cover it a yep. little bit yesterday uh, in the show with G. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know what? It's good to reiterate, get a different perspective because the games haven't started yet. We've got nothing to talk about from yesterday. We've got nothing to talk about mm-hmm. for tomorrow. Um, That's right. The The Hawks have three games this week. Who are you looking at from them? Yeah. I, so my data is from the ESPN uh, website. So we still see Sadiq Bay at 17% owned, who I think is more than streamable. He's a potential ownership long-term ownership type of player there with Atlanta. And also a Kongwu still sitting at 40%. So what we're, what we're trying to say during this particular part of our episode here is check your waiver wire. If these players are available, snap them up because there's incredible value here. Yeah, a Kongwu is definitely must roster. I do understand people like Jalen Johnson and Sadiq Bay maybe not being rostered, uh, but... I have Sadiq Bay in one of those leagues. You could add a guy like this. He's 37% owned in Yahoo. You could, I could be completely fine with dropping him if they're Bogdan's minutes or um, or Hunter looks to be, you know, making that spot his own. Hunter's always played a lot of minutes, but Sadiq Bay has probably played some higher output minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I think DeAndre Hunter's, for me, is a little bit under the gun. He's underperformed the last couple of years, so... Yeah, with people like uh, Johnson coming on, Bay being there, Bogdanovich coming off the bench. He's got the asset on him to perform now. Uh, When I look at Chicago, what I see is three, maybe four teams rostered, uh, four players rostered in this team. Mm -hmm. Mate, it's a little bit of a watch and see to see who gets those minutes at I suppose point guard, it looks to be Kobe White, uh, but we know Kobe White isn't the best passer. Um, they're going to be needing to play somebody to play a similar position in there as DeMar DeRozan, whether they go a couple of guards in and slide Levine to the small forward and DeRozan to the power forward. But I think Kobe White and Patrick Williams and even J- Javon Carter should be in your watch list. Yeah, definitely. And for the... ESPN side of things, Patrick Williams still only sitting in 4.2% of teams. Patty Williams is 50% owned in Yahoo, um, so they've moved a little bit quicker. Uh, but 
Yeah, Javon Carter, 19% owned. Uh, Kobe White, 38% owned. I think to start the season, Kobe White is the play. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll it'll be a long-term play. I think if you want short-term gain, add Kobe White. If you're in a keeper league or something, I think Javon Carter could work out a really nice spot there. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, they're going to take the shots. If they're looking to go more defensive and more of a knockdown three-point shooter, Javon Carter's your man. Another one of those teams where there's only, like, we go 150 deep, and in my league there's only four people owned. There's four above 96%, and then the next is like 16% owned, and that's Cleveland. Are you just staying away from anyone not called Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Mobley, or Allen? Yes, I am. Potentially in deeper formats, you've got Caris LeVert, but there's no one else really there for me. Isaac Okoro, stay well clear. Yeah, Okoro could be a, a steel streamer, but even when I have a look at his stats from last year, I think I thought that he was a better defender maybe than he was, and Niang could probably be a streamer um, if he gets the minutes to get some points, but I just don't think the opportunity is going to be there with Mobley and Allen. But Allen looks to be injured to start the year, so somebody's going to have to take those minutes, and I think maybe moving yeah. Mobley across to the center and you know playing Niang some more minutes, that's probably the way that Cleveland will go. I think so. Um, what do you think of the Pistons? Very fantasy-relevant. So... From the ESPN side of thing, Osar Thompson still only in 37% of teams. We've seen his preseason. He's going to be the starting small forward there. Really nice defensively. We've seen he's got a, a three-point shot as well. If he's there, grab him. Could do a lot worse. Yeah, I sort of think the same. Um, I'm not just going to reiterate your points all night. We've had a bit of a chat about yeah. Isaiah Stewart where where I feel like I could get around him a little bit. Jaden Ivey, though, is an interesting one. Sort of played a little bit of the point while Cade was there. And, like, he was in Rookie of the Year contention there for probably a month. But I just don't think I can get around it. I'm with you on that one, Matrix. If he doesn't have the ball in his hands and he's working more of a – as more of a catch-and-shoot type operator, love that. If he's got the ball in his hands, hate it. Yeah, and – if I had to analyze Jaden Ivey like a really shit Cade Cunningham. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Why would you want the Cade Cunningham from Wish? Um, let's go into the Warriors real quick. And they're really probably six deep. Uh, we're going Steph. We're going Paul. We're going Clay. We're going Dre. We're going Wiggins. Uh, but Kevon Looney's an interesting one. Can be really nice in the perfect build, can't he? Uh, absolutely, and especially with question marks around Draymond Green's availability early in the season, really nice ad if he's still sitting there. Another one I like is Jonathan Kaminga on ESPN, still only sitting in 23% of teams. I think he's in for a breakout year there at Golden State. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a little bit reliant on how healthy some people like Clay Thompson and that are, but... Mm-hmm. Clay hasn't proven that he can be healthy every year for a little while now. So, no. um, you know, whether – I think Kaminga's a lot better chance of breaking out than someone like Moody. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. And you think of the Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, they're all 300 years old. 
this guy is going to be getting minutes this year. Um, looking at the Rockets, um, Fred Van Vliet, Shangoon, Jalen Green, Jabari mm. Smith Jr., and what Dylan Brooks, um, Amen Thompson. Um, they're probably the two for me, DB and Amen Thompson. Yep, DB for sure. 11% of teams on ESPN. And one that is nice, a nice streaming option, sorry, is Tari preseason. We call him that because his preseason form is always better than his season form. But yeah, just be careful there. Amen Thompson for me is the pick of the two. Yeah, I really like Amen Thompson. Um, I've got Dylan Brooks in the right build. Um, you know, you've really just got to be aware that. <sighs> You've just got to let the good outweigh the bad. He turns the ball over a lot. He shoots the ball very poorly. Um, second worst in the league, only behind Fred Van Vliet for people that took over a 1,000 shots, I think, last year. Um, his free throw okay. percentage isn't fantastic for somebody that shoots the ball that much. you just got to make sure that he's good, doesn't outweigh the bad. He will probably have a 40-piece this season. Um, yeah, just you're just either going to get lucky or you're going to go, why the fuck did I do that? Yeah, 100%. And you're obviously punting good bloke builds because uh, if you're looking for one of them, he's not in there. Yeah, well, I've got Miles Bridges in one of my builds, but we can uh, <laughs> but we could just leave that there. Um, yeah. Is there, like, there's Kawhi Leonard, there's Paul George, there's Russell Westbrook, and there's Ivaka Zubac. Um, Norman Powell, is he anything more than a streamer? Um, Terrence Mann? I actually kind of like him in deeper, deeper formats. Like if Terrence Mann and Bones Highland get a bit more of a run than Westy, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Norman Powell is the pick of them for me. Like he's a very streaky shooter, can play both sides of the ball. I'm interested to see how Bones Highland goes this year. He injured his ankle in the last game of the preseason, so he's doubtful for uh, the first game that they have. But he's going to be your point guard off the bench. We've seen how he works in Denver as a younger player. He was quite hot and cold, but I think with a bit more maturity behind him and when uh, Westbrook rests, he's got the potential to be a really nice streaming option. Uh, we've probably had a chat about the Lakers and the Grizzlies enough. Yeah. Um, but when we have a look at Miami, um, Kyle Lowry is only in 28% of teams. Is that mm -hmm. is that ludicrous? I think it is. People just think of him not playing games. But when he plays, he puts up nice fantasy stats. One for me, though, I want to ask you about is Josh Richardson. In ESPN, he's only rostered in 3% of teams. Do you think he can be that really nice 3&D player like he was a couple of years back? Well, he was pretty good. He actually started at point guard in one of the preseason games, and he was all right. Mm. That is the game that he got injured. Look, I don't think you have to rush to get him, but I think that, if you start to see him maybe being the point guard a little bit more than RJ Hampton and Kyle Lowry's minutes do come down to those sort of early 20s, then, hey, Josh Richardson could be worth a flyer. Um, I do like his steals. He's out of position sort of uh, rebounds yeah. too have never been too bad. Yeah, look, he's proven to be a good player in the past and serviceable. Yep, and fits that heat culture that – they always go on about. 
Yeah, let's have a chat about a team that isn't real good with their culture, and that's the New York Knicks. Uh, haven't had a lot of winning in the last couple of years. Um, Josh Hart is in 74%. Oh, I'm a massive fan of Josh Hart. Um, RJ yep. Barrett, probably a little bit more like Dylan Brooks. Uh, not bloke-wise. Uh, RJ seems all right. But he does. just in the way that he shoots at 43%, Jack 16 shots a game. Um, yeah, you've just got to be aware that he's probably going to get – he gets the most turnovers out of anyone on this team. Uh-huh. He's probably going to destroy your field goal percentage, isn't he? Oh, 100%. Uh, he, there's some nights where he's streaky, he's nice, and he looks like the world's best player. But there's other nights where the bloke couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Like he's terrible, and he offers nothing defensively either. Yep. Um, if there's an injury to Mitchell Robinson or something, we're, of course, going to cover it. But I do like Hartenstein. I did, I've did. Ha- yeah. had him for a few little runs in the past, um, and it's probably a good thing to keep an eye on that sort of shooting guard, point guard situation with, like, Quickly and Grimes yeah. just to see who gets some minutes. Because if, if the co- coach does get jack of RJ Barrett, look, there's going to be some minutes somewhere. Yeah, spot on. You know, you've got Dante DiVincenzo, that's there now as well. Yeah. It could be a bit of a log jam, though, um, looking at how many guys we're talking about. Well, you know what? The Knicks have their Randall. They've got um, Robinson. They've got Brunson. They play the same guys, heavy minutes, night in, night out. So you're probably not looking outside of your top six or seven, are you there? No. Oklahoma City Thunder, pretty good fantasy team. I've found Mm -hmm. uh, basically until uh, playoffs when they start resting their really good players uh, because they Mm. have a thousand draft picks and they would love one or two more. Is there anyone that you want to have a chat about? Uh, No, not really. All your, the top four, as I like to call it at Oklahoma city, Holmgren, J will SGA and Giddy. They're all over 75% owned. That's to be expected. Is there anyone else for you? Like for me last year when I was streaming threes, Isaiah Joe was really nice. He shoots a three really well and gets you the occasional steal as well. Yeah, maybe Dort in the right situation. Um, he's going to be playing a lot of minutes. Like wouldn't you rather have somebody out there that you know is going to get 30 minutes a night? Because he does seem to get it. I, just what he does with his time um, can be quite variable. Hmm. Um, after the Thunder, uh, we have got the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Melton. Oh, I've got big raps on him. There's we've, we've all seen the the shit that's going on with James Harden wanting, wanting to play for his 17th team in the past 13 seasons. It's horseshit. I don't like it. I can't see him playing at Philly at all. If he does play... We've seen what he's like when he turns up disgruntled. It'll it'll bring the whole team down and then they'll want to move him straight away, which will maybe lessen his value. Harden aside, he's not there. Maxi and this guy, DeAnthony Melton, I think are in for big bumps. Melton can play both sides of the ball. He's been known to get your steals, but his minutes will go through the roof. We saw in the last preseason game, I believe he had 25 points, five rebounds, six assists. Like he was right across the board with fantasy stats. I don't see it to that extent this year, but 
I think that he's going to be top 120 value by the end of the year. Um, Paul Reid could be really nice as well. And Kelly Oubre Jr., if given the opportunity, could uh, could jack up and have a big game. He's been playing better than expected defense in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. Look, I've always liked – he's got great hair. Um, I've always liked – He's a good-looking bloke. Yeah, he is a yeah. good-looking rooster, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go across yeah. to Phoenix, probably one of the most-watched teams. And outside of probably the four there, I suppose it's who's going to benefit from that small forward role, whether it be a Grayson yeah. Allen or an Eric Gordon or a Kitabates Diop or somebody like that. Um, do you just wait and see? Do you throw a dart at someone early? If I'm throwing darts, it's Josh Koji. Yep. Yeah. Um, sounds good. If I'm throwing darts, it is Grayson Allen. So, wow, hey, spicy. Yeah, I speaking don't mind. of good blokes, <laughs> don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not drafting <laughs> the best. I'm trying to draft the best team, not the uh, not the best bloke team. The team of the best blokes. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, we're, we're wrapping this up. Sorry, this is probably dragging on a little bit longer. We've got the Portland Trailblazers. Um, and when we have a look at them, um, outside of Shade and Sharp, everybody else is sort of rostered. I don't like Malcolm mm-hmm. Brogdon. I think that there's a lot of people mm-hmm. looking at your Aitons and, you know, this hype around Henderson. Yeah. I just don't find yep. any value there. No, there's not. No. Now, if you have a look at the Spurs, so Jeremy Sohan. Always classically, yeah. Yes. Always classically being a power forward. is starting mm. at point guard. But if we watch the last preseason game in 17 minutes, Trey Jones got more assists than Jeremy Sohan. Um, I mm-hmm. just don't think you should be panicking and dropping Trey Jones. I think that you could add Jeremy Sohan if he's not rostered. I just mm-hmm. think maybe in your league, you could get the one-off waivers that is sitting there if he's available. I think both are rosterable. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. In ESPN, he's still only rostered in 10% of teams, and Zach Collins is only rostered in 12% of teams. I think you'll see Collins pull down not monster rebounds, but he will out-rebound Wemby this year. We'll see Wemby work his craft away from the rim. Yeah, and you know what? I think Collins gets a bit of a bump from Sohan handling the ball as well. So they're going to be a big. Does. They're yeah. going to be a big team. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I have a look at the Raptors, um, you know, you of course, you know, your Siakams, you know, your Ananobis, you know, your Scotty Barnes. Uh, Pirtle's probably rostered, uh, but Dennis Schroeder, after that FIBA campaign, uh, we know he can do it. Probably a couple of disappointing years at the Lakers. I just, especially with the injury news behind Scotty Barnes, uh, maybe him not being ready. To start the year, um, he wasn't wearing a brace today. I see uh, in some breaking news, but I think Dennis Schroeder should still be rostered in deeper formats. Yes, like we've we've seen in the past, players who have played really well in FIBA championships, it doesn't always translate into good solid NBA fantasy stats as well. I.e., Patty Mills. Yeah. So just watch this space with Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I I have Schroeder in a couple leagues, and I think the upside is there. He's not playing for the Lakers anymore. Um, he's playing mm. for the Raptors. I think that they'll let him do a little bit of what he can do. Um, look, 
I would say at least add him. If it doesn't work out, you've probably just got him off waivers and you can just drop him again. Yep. Let's have a chat about the Jazz. Uh, speaking of people that have spicy point guards, um, Colin Sexton is not starting at point guard. Talon Horton Tucker is. Um, what he do is. you think about the Jazz? I think that John Collins is a rosterable player. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything you've got here? His preseason form has been pretty ordinary, though, hasn't it, John yep. Collins? Like he hasn't hasn't been shooting the ball terribly well. Hasn't been pulling in monster rebounds. Laurie Markkinen's still the guy there. It worries me a bit with Talon Horton Tucker at point guard. He is a six foot five point guard with a seven two wingspan. Like he's a lengthy, lengthy boy. But basketball wise, he turns the ball over a lot. He jacks up shit shots. I'm not sure whether this is sustainable moving forward for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I think that we'll see a change. I think that we'll have to see them probably bring in a point guard if they're going to do good things this year. Look, they've Mm -hmm. got some talent there. Um, But, yeah, we'll just have to see how they go. Uh, Jordan Clarkson definitely isn't handling the ball. No. Um, Is there anyone in particular that you think is elite value off the waivers? If I had to say anyone, it's probably a Jeremy Sohan um, yeah. or, uh, you know, I know that you were talking about X and Sani Aldama, probably some guys like that. Um, maybe a Kobe white. Um, if you want to add anyone, they're probably the ones that I would target this week, three weeks, a lot of upside could be season long keepers each and every one. Yep. Yep. I'd be keeping my eyes glued to all updates, whether it be on ESPN or Yahoo. If Draymond Green is out, Kevin Looney gets a big bump. Now, if the Lakers, the Lakers and the Nuggets, that's going to be a rip snorter to start the year. Um, mm-hmm. I chatted about it the other day. I think Nuggets might be the only championship team to actually get worse in the offseason. Get worse. Which yeah. which I don't love. Uh, I think the Lakers could be a shot there. Um, who do you think is going to win that one? Uh, I think Denver. Just. I think it'll be close. I think you'll see LeBron come out and play really well, but who can stop Jokic? True that. Um, mm. Let's have a look at Phoenix and the Warriors. Um, I'm probably back in the Warriors just with that stable sort of team in the first game of the season, even though I think the Suns will have a better season overall. I'm 100% with you there. We've seen in super teams in the past, it takes them a little while to gel. So even though the Suns have a better team, I don't think the chemistry's there just yet. Like we've seen in preseason, Durant will play, Booker will sit, Beal will play, Durant will sit. They haven't played all together as one yet. So I think it'll take a little bit. So Warriors for me in a close one there as well. All right. I will be back to have a chat about the uh, the Wednesday games on October 25th in a couple of days. Um, you've listened to an insight fantasy sports podcast. Cheerio. See ya.